Welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Good evening, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters listeners and friends. You're very welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Our email address is info at irishtalkers.com. You can also find us on Facebook as the Talk Show for Talkers. And we look forward to your comments, your critiques, your feedback and questions. You are the food that keeps this show on the road. You can also listen to previous shows on our website, irishtalkers.com. We also publish the Public Speaking Weekly. This is a roundup of links from the internet, everything and anything that might be interesting with regards Toastmasters, public speaking, confidence, leadership, etc. So look for the newspaper link on our website. My name is Ted Melanthi and I'm joined this week. Ted, it's wonderful and Moira to be with you both again as we record specially for all of our astonishing listeners. Well done, Paul. And I, you're just after leaving the cat out of the bag now, Paul, because I hadn't introduced Mara, but I will know because she's there, all right, and the multi-talented, multi-faceted Mara O'Brien. Who is multitasking, of course, as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Hello, folks. Welcome to uh, this edition of the Talk Show for Talkers. We'll... Uh, we love to have you here and we love to listen to all your comments and feedback. So do keep them coming. Ted, yeah. are you going and to... And this week we will, have, we will have our usual offerings. Paul is going to be talking about if you are a volunteer, how that is good for your health. And Maura will be giving us a nice piece, particularly since we're in competition mode. Maura will be telling us about that critical five minutes before you step up to the podium and stand behind the lectern and give your speech. So that should be interesting. We will, of course, have a thought for the week. We will have a word for the week. And the three of us between us will be bouncing ideas off the wall. So stay with us and enjoy the show. My thought for the week, and I listeners, this is a little bit convoluted. It's a little bit drawn out. But just listen to what I'm saying. There's a lot of thought in it. The crucial disadvantage of aggression, competitiveness and scepticism as national characteristics is that these qualities cannot be turned off at five o'clock. So the crucial disadvantage of aggression, competitiveness and scepticism as national characteristics is that these qualities cannot be turned off at five o'clock. And that was given to us by a novelist. Margaret Halsey. Takes a little bit of thought, Ted, but she's absolutely right that these things are things that are ingrained in individuals. Competitiveness, aggression. I'm not so sure how, how much aggression is uh, ingrained, but scepticism. Yeah, they're all characteristics which are difficult to turn off at a moment's notice. Mm -hmm. So we do take them home with us. Yeah, and you know, the crucial thing also is that as people who are joined uh, a communications organisation and the communication mode is through the spoken word, it's very important to always keep in mind that your words can be very injurious to somebody. 
Cuts. Can I just be very literal? The quotation says as national characteristics. Yes. There's yes. no reference to it being individual characteristics. So the question I would have for really attentive listeners is whether it is valid to say that something can be a national characteristic. Who stands for the nation? There are people who live in societies where, let us say, the ruler of the society, the ruling class or the ruling government, behaves in a consistently aggressive way. Mm -hmm. Are we thereby to label the country as having a national characteristic of aggression? I think not. Well, I think, Paul, well done. And your attentiveness from the listening point of view, you are so right. But I think Mara's point was valid also, because even as individuals, we have to take into account the words that we use every day. And with regards the national characteristic, in my opinion, there is it's sort of a view out there that some of the nations of this globe that we're living on are, are using aggression, competitiveness and scepticism as a quality to either undermine or disrupt society. Mm. Well, I think that's a political position in my own opinion and that is more like a valuable statement to make if you were engaged in political invective. Let us say for sake of argument, I wanted to make a point about, oh, let me pick a country at random, the United States of America. Okay. Now, Sometimes some people in the United States display what I call aggression. Other people consider that to be acting in the interests of national defense. So a statement that America is aggressive, to me, is pure propaganda. In interesting. Yeah, I would look at it from the point of view that there have been individuals... On, on, in different nations who, because of their tactics, passive resistance and doing everything in a peaceful way, have been a lot more effective than those nations who rely on aggression. And I'd be ah. thinking about people like Gandhi you know, or yeah, but, Nelson uh, Mandela. Ted, Ted you, you, you've got to remember that uh, nations cannot be aggressive. It is the politicians who run the nations well, that are the I mean, aggressive. That's what I mean, but that, that's what I mean. Yeah. And of course, uh, your Paul is quite right that it, we're talking a, about a national characteristic and that is something which is actually quite dangerous to assume, that uh, to assume that a nation, a, that a national characteristic is to be aggressive, to be competitive, to be sceptical. I think we could say that, for example, the national characteristic or the parochial characteristic of the people of Kerry, where the District 71 annual conference is going to be held, is ABC. Now, I reckon we'd have one mother and a father of a table topic on that question, and there would be a lot of people wanting to do add-ons if I was to say what I think are the parochial characteristics of the people of Kerry yeah. in order to influence people who are coming to the district conference in May and are hoping to have a very good time. Wait till they find out the parochial characteristics of the people of Kerry. That's what I say. 
and I'm just going to educate our listeners from different parts of the world that District 71 is more or less all of Britain and Ireland. Oh, yeah, but I was only talking about a parish, a county. <laughs> yeah, I know, I, I understand but for and people who are scratching their heads saying, where in the name of God is District 71? <laughs> it's mo- most of Britain and Ireland. Ted, I think you've given us a superb quotation, one that is apt for the purpose of generating a controversial discussion or a, mm-hmm. a discussion which is full of controversy. Like Moira, I find the phrase national characteristic reminds me too much of phrases that were used by the Nazis, to put it very bluntly. So, now I don't for one minute suggest that that was ever in your mind in picking that quotation, but I think you've picked a real goodie, though. I wasn't um, looking at it that deeply, but it it did touch a chord with me when I read it also, that the significance of it is things we should be thinking of. And I'm delighted that it tickled Moira's grey matter and your grey matter, Paul. I hope it has the same influence on our our vast number of listeners. Well, there's a great truth in there, I think, in relation to me as an individual, if you like, which is I am a sceptical person. And my scepticism doesn't stop at five o'clock in the afternoon. I'm sceptical for the moment I get up. (laughs) And I have have dreams which are sceptical. Indeed. (laughs) They must be very psychedelic. All all I can say is you're after warning the contingents who will be travelling over to Kerry for the District 71 contest to avoid you. (laughs) No, no, no. We'll discuss this topic over a good pint. Lovely, lovely. Let's have your word for the week, Paul. Well, that conversation has certainly been a bit fluid, the way it has kind of weaved between one and the other. Listeners, I want to pick a word this week which has got uh, a feature which I consider to be onomatopoeic. I Mm. consider the word fluid to be onomatopoeic. In other words, the sound of the word echoes the sense. So if you say that something is fluid, it gives the impression just by the sound of the word itself that things are slipping around in a way, to a certain extent, the way water moves within a river. So to say that something is fluid is to say that it's in motion. Fluid. Now, not to be consumed with fluent, but to be taken in association with the word fluent. People come to Toastmasters for all sorts of reasons, and one of them is to become fluent, to become able to speak with fluency, and perhaps better able to organize their words in a more fluid manner so that they can introduce ideas in a way that flows into people's consciousness rather than hits them straight in the face. Right, folks. That was an excellent word, Paul. And uh, let us try to be fluid in the way that we conduct the rest of the show. And on that subject, we'll see you again tomorrow when we have a motivational speech, which I hope will make you sit up and think. Tune in at the same time tomorrow. Bye for now. Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday 
and Monday. Go to our website irishtalkers.com for more information.